Hello and welcome to Believe and Declare podcast. Thanks for listening in. In this podcast, we share biblical truth to encourage women struggling with infertility, to help you build your faith, find healing and strength to persevere, and ensure you maintain spiritual postures that guarantee you victory. I'm your host, Yemisi Olani Yonu, and I'm glad you are here. Welcome to today's episode of Believe and Declare. On today's episode, we address one of the many emotions we go through in life, which is anger. Over time, our podcast has covered many topics, and sometimes we have dedicated episodes to these topics, ranging from our postures, we wait, our emotions, and how to live. And I'll refer you back to a few of those on emotions. You want to consider going back to episode 65, why would you let worry paralyze you? Episode 51, Stop Feeling Unworthy of What You Believe In For. And episode 50, Overwhelming Doubt. And finally, episode 25, Why Are You So Afraid? Many times we are angry at the Lord when things do not turn out the way that we expect. And honestly, we should know better because he has told us in Isaiah 58 that his thoughts are not our thoughts, neither his ways are our ways. Even though there are several other scriptures that speak to this, we are human. We still get frustrated when things don't go as planned for us. We all get angry, angry at people, angry at God. And when we get angry, sin is not far behind. We'll look at three examples from the Bible. And the first is from Genesis chapter 4, verses 3 to 6. I'll read from the Amplified. And it says, and the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. But Abel brought an offering of the finest firstborn of his flock and the fat portions. And the Lord had respect for Abel and for his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no respect. So Cain became extremely angry, indignant, and he looked annoyed and hostile. And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you so angry and why do you look annoyed? Today, we won't focus as much on the details of their worship as on their person and the emotion of Cain. We see that each man was offering from his own livelihood as he should. If we go back to verse 4, we see that. And if you notice, you'll see that it wasn't just each man's offering that the Lord took note of. The Lord took note of the person who brought the offering and the offering. So we see that God had respect for Abel and his offering. And for Cain, he did not have respect for him and his offering. We also notice that God notices Cain's reaction and confronts him about it. So that's what we really want to focus on today. God asked them. Why are you so angry and why do you look annoyed? This is one of the emotions we experience in the waiting. There are several things that could trigger anger even as we wait. Sometimes it could be things that people said to us. Sometimes it could be the injustice that we see happen around us. Sometimes it's our perception of the situation, our limited view that we have of things happening in our life. We live in a broken world, and I know sometimes people say things that get us upset. 
It's possible that someone could have said something concerning the situation you are believing and trusting God for that makes you direct your anger at God. There are other times that it just might be the circumstance that you find yourself in that makes you redirect your anger to God. Do you get angry when you see other people enjoying what you're praying and believing God for? Do you get angry when they even despise or take for granted the very thing which you yearn for and continue to pray for day and night? Do you get angry when you see someone who, in your opinion, doesn't qualify for the very thing that you are trusting God for and they have it? Do you feel rejected or less of a person because you haven't received the answers to the prayers that you've asked of him? Do you think God is unfair or that he's punishing you for some sin when things don't go as you expected? People could say hurtful things to us sometimes. Do we want to be vindicated so much that we let out outweigh our desire to experience God even in those dark times, even in those seasons of wait? Do you get so angry at such times that instead of allowing the anger lead you to a renewed relationship with God, it makes you distance yourself from God and from others? As we continue to read Genesis 4, from verse 7, we see what the Lord requires from us at such times when we feel offended by him. It says, if you do well, believing in me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, but ignore my instructions, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you to overpower you, but you must master it. That's what the Bible tells us. So first and foremost, we need to believe what God has said concerning us. We also need to do what is right in such instance. We should remember that God is good and there's no shadow of evil in him. We would not ignore his instructions to us, especially at such times. And it tells us above all things, we should master sin. We should rule over sin. We should have dominion over it. We have to master it so that it doesn't master us as it did with Cain. When you feel angry, take some time out to have the conversation with God. Let him know how you feel. Pour out your heart to him and ask him to help you. We see from the passage we just read that sin is crouching at the door. It's crouching for the kill, ready to pounce and devour whoever will let it. First Peter 5, 8 tells us, it says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. I like the way Amplified puts it. It says, Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. And the voice translation puts it this way, it says, most importantly, be disciplined and stay on guard. Your enemy, the devil, is prowling around outside like a roaring lion, just waiting and hoping for the chance to devour someone. Don't give him the opportunity. Don't give the enemy a foothold. Don't give him room to operate. Remember, once you allow him a foothold, 
is going to build a stronghold in your life. Deal with the roots of your anger immediately. Anger always opens the door for sin if we allow it. Let's look at another example. And we see that in the book of Jonah. And it's the story of Jonah. We know it too well. So we'll just pick a bit of it and talk around it. We know how God sent him to Nineveh and he didn't and headed for Tashish. How he ended up in the well. Now, chapter 4 starts off telling us that the mercy God extended towards Nineveh upset Jonah terribly. The more he thought about it, the angrier he became. Let's go into the scriptures and read it. Jonah 4, I'll be reading from verse 1 to 4. This change of plans made Jonah very angry. He complained to the Lord about it. This is exactly what I thought you would do, Lord. When I was there in my own country and you first told me to come here. That's why I ran away to Tashish. For I knew you were gracious and merciful, slow to get angry and full of kindness. I knew how easily you could cancel your plans for destroying these people. Please kill me, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive when nothing I told them happens. Then the Lord said, is it right to be angry about this? Jonah was in a dark place. He even wished death upon himself. And sometimes we are angry with the Lord and we just think we've had enough of this life. And we are like, you know what? It's about time you take me home. The Lord wants us to address this issue today. And I hope and I'm praying that you would listen to what is being said and you will take the right course of action. Let's read verse 5. So Jonah went out and sat sulking on the east side of the city and he made a leafy shelter to shade him as he waited there to see if anything would happen to the city. And I'll go straight to verse 9. It says, And God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Yes, Jonah said, It is, it is right for me to be angry enough to die. So this is another case of anger again erupting from Jonah. So Jonah is sulking. He leaves the presence of God. He goes his way and finds a place. And you see, God causes a shade for him, just trying to speak to him, even though he's running away from the presence of the Lord yet again. And Jonah is under the shade. And the Lord sends worm to eat up the, the tree, the shade that he was under. Jonah was yet again angry, you know, over that. Many times we don't understand the ways of the Lord, but God is always right. God is good. There is no shadow of evil in God. When I looked at the story of Jonah, I came across the Enduring One commentary. And there are some points that were made there that I would like to share with you as well. And it points out some of the errors of the anger Jonah felt and generally anger generally towards God. And I would like for you to be mindful of them. We are told that Jonah made three errors that angry people often make. And each one of these put Jonah in a worse place. One, Jonah quit serving God and others. He went into the wilderness, found a place and sat there. Jonah separated himself from others. He went and stayed by himself. Jonah became a spectator. Even in what the Lord was doing, when he could have partnered with the Lord Almighty, Jonah chose to be by himself and was looking, watching to see what will happen. 
whenever we are confronted with difficult, traumatic, grievous circumstances, we sometimes question God. We sometimes are angry at Him. We pour our blame on Him. We even lash out at Him. Especially when we have high hopes. And the journey to fertility is one of the many journeys that could cause us to experience this emotion and behave irrational at times. And the third example we want to look at is the life of Jeremiah. Jeremiah had a similar experience like that of Jonah, but his response was different. He was angry, he was frustrated because we see all the raw emotions in the scripture. Turn with me to Jeremiah 20 verse 7 and it says, O Lord, you deceived me when you promised me your help. I have to give them your messages because you are stronger than I am. But now I'm the laughing stock of the city, mocked by all. Did you see that? He claims that God deceived him. And because God is God, that's why God did what he did. Don't that just sound like us and the things we say to God when we are angry? Verse 9 is very interesting. It's, you know, he says um, he would love to quit, but even God won't let him quit this work of the prophet that he's been given. So we read. You know, continuing from verse 9 there about, we continue to see the raw emotions of Jeremiah, his pain, his embarrassment, you know, things that um, he had said not come to pass, friends' betrayal, ridicule of so many people, and truly, he wanted to be vindicated. But you see, he allowed... God's love sustained him even in that because we read in verse 11, he begins to talk about God's goodness and all of that. Though he quickly spirals out of control again and he begins to curse the day that he was born. But Jeremiah had an open heart. He will still be comforted by the Lord. And then a few verses, which is, brings us into the next chapter, we see how things change. Jeremiah, the rejected prophet, is now being petitioned by those in power. The same people who had him arrested and abused for prophesying God's judgment sent a request that he be brought before the king. He now begins to prophesy and begins to speak again in the name of the Lord. Jeremiah was doing God's will, but nothing was changing. And that didn't mean Jeremiah was doing anything wrong. So like I usually would say to you, don't feel unworthy. Don't think you've done something. Is why God is withholding the answers to your prayer. God is more than willing to give you the kingdom. God is more than willing to hear your prayers. We see how God strengthened and comforted Jeremiah, reminding him of his divine promises and faithfulness. Why don't you let God strengthen you as well? James 4 verse 6 tells us, it says, you may think that the situation is hopeless, but God gives us grace when we turn away from our own interest. God gives grace and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude to God for our salvation. His grace is potent enough to meet your needs. His grace is potent enough to help you combat the forces of evil. Just be humble and receive it 
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word you have sent for us today. We know it's because you love us and want what is best for us, that you send your word to us. Father, we are grateful. We repent today of every time that we have spoken in anger against you. For every time we have lashed out in anger against you. Today, Lord, we ask for mercy. Is there anyone at this point that is even so upset with you? Anyone that is cursing themselves and cursing things around them? Father, today we ask, Lord, that such hearts, Almighty God, would turn and see that you are good. We ask that you open their eyes to see that you are good. We ask that such hearts will be overwhelmed with your love, that you will flood such hearts with your love, that in the same manner that we have seen you demonstrate your faithfulness and goodness, you will do it in the lives of these ones today. And Father, we thank you because we know you are ever near us. As many as call upon you, you've assured us that you are ever near us. We thank you because you will never leave nor forsake us. You are forever with us. Even when we don't feel like it, we know that you are with us because you have said you are with us and we know your words will not return without accomplishing that which you have sent it for. Thank you for hearing all of our petitions, for hearing our prayers and taking actions to help us. Lord, we acknowledge that you have the power to turn our situation around. We acknowledge that you are powerful, you are merciful, you are loving, and you long to be gracious to us. Father, we also acknowledge that no matter the circumstance we find ourselves in, you are faithful to bring forth fruit even from them. And Father, we ask henceforth, none will give an occasion to the enemy. None will give an opportunity to the devil. Instead, they will come to you with their concerns. They will pour their heart to you and they will receive that grace that is available in you. And Father, I ask for everyone who at this point in time feels that they are in a hopeless situation or things seems to be hopeless and is beyond their control. I ask that you engrace and strengthen them today. Thank you, Lord, for hearing us. Thank you for mounting a garrison of your peace round about every heart. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to keep believing, keep declaring. Don't go about sowing seed that misaligned with what you're believing God for. Remember, God is not your accuser. God is not against you. See you same time next week. Links to download the free 7-day devotional and 7 days declaration and also to join our community are on my Instagram page, Yemisiolani Yonu. Please head over there and download the free resources and join our community. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow, subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are posted. Please rate and review. Also share with anyone you know struggling with infertility. I hope you're living encouraged and with words that can help you get through this season. Keep believing, keep declaring. Be sure to tune in every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you.